and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend and my co-host, Alex. We are here to preview a 425 start as the Giants travel across the country and head to Oakland. Oh, whoa. We're a little bit different now. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm a little I'm a few years behind. The Giants still travel across the country, though. That that still makes sense to face the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and we are here to preview it. Alex, how are you? And we got the news this week, and I'm going to get right into it with your double-parted question of how are you tied in with Daniel Jones is making his return on Sunday. We got the word earlier this week that he was cleared for contact on Monday, actually on Sunday, uh, but we were not about to throw him out on the field against the Jets. Um, yeah, so there you go. There's your two-parted question to start this episode out. I'm doing well. Uh it's been a long day, but I'm doing well, and I'm sure it'll be a long day on Sunday, too, as we know as Giants fans. Um, but what I will say regarding Jones is I think, you know, it was definitely – I don't think we covered this on the preview – or on the recap episode. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but, you know, there was the – obviously the news that came out that Jones was technically cleared Sunday morning, uh, which I think came out on Monday. We recorded the recap Sunday night, so I don't think we covered it. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of controversy around that and, um, you know, how the coaching staff shouldn't have ruled him out when he had a chance to be clear Sunday morning. Of course, he didn't really prep for the game all week. So that's another thing you got to think about. But yeah, so it's good that he's back for sure, especially with Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, being more of a long term injury, it seems, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. Good to have him back. Um, you know, important game here, I guess, if you want to say that against the Raiders, um, I'm just trying to make myself feel excited about it. And um, it's going to be good to have him back, Saquon Barkley back. This offensive line is getting healthier. Hopefully, we might have the return of Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, uh, particularly the first one, second one, not so important. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, things are lo- you know turning in the right direction here for the Giants. And I think um, you know maybe they can string a couple of wins together going forward. Well, whoever decided to... I don't think anyone's really questioning the clear for contact. I understand that being a question mark. Uh, but the thing is, if Daniel Jones practiced all week, not cleared for contact, and then he gets cleared for contact the morning of Sunday, he didn't know he was going to get cleared for contact. It just happened to be he was meeting with the doctor Sunday morning, and they happened to clear him for contact. Uh, I don't I don't think any Giants fan should be upset about that. Regarding Daniel Jones, though, and I think we should get into this. I don't know if we were going to do it earlier or later in the episode it depended on timing but I think we could just get into this now of the talk that Daniel Jones is coming into this game and the rest of the season we assume as the starter and Tyrod Taylor is out we'll talk about that later Daniel Jones has a neck injury and it's and it's scary stuff when you're a quarterback especially with a neck injury because one sack one tackle one rush um, especially with Daniel Jones that he as he does have the dual ability to run as a quarterback can end his season and can affect his career long term. The second time Daniel Jones has had a neck injury similar to this one. With the Giants offseason plans, which we don't know as of now, it's not like the team is tanking. They did get rid of Leonard Williams earlier this week, which is, again, I keep on previewing stuff, what we're going to talk about. Dan- Leonard Williams did get traded. The Giants were uh, sellers of one player at the deadline. Uh, I think Giants fans wanted to see a couple more guys go, including Adoree Jackson. We did not end up seeing that. So that leads the, to the question of, you know, we all we all say like, oh, you know, 
let's tank for a quarterback. Let's get Caleb Williams. Let's get Drake May, right? We're going to get all these, you know, players in here. Daniel Jones has a year left on his contract. So it really depends. What do the Giants want to do? And I think Daniel Jones' performance is very key here in these last few weeks of the regular season. And it, and it affects the Giants' plans with him long-term, right? Recovering from this neck injury is one thing. Getting injured from this neck injury after coming back in from it is another. How is that going to work? What are we going to see from Daniel Jones? How is he going to play? And how does this affect his time on the Giants long-term? Alex, that's not really a question I need you to answer right now. It's just a matter of time. Uh, but if you do want to give your input on on his situation long-term and how it could affect the Giants, you know, potentially drafting a quarterback in this draft class, uh, if you want to get into that a little bit, it's up to you. Or we can go ahead because we do have a ton of news this week as well. I mean, what I'd say regarding that, I'll touch on it quickly. It's really going to depend on how he performs down the stretch, right? Uh, yes, the neck injury is scary considering it's happened twice now and uh, a matter of three seasons. But, um, you know, if he comes back at this point in time and Giants string together a few wins, offense looks a lot better. Uh, and, you know, it kind of looks like early season was the fluke was a fluke. Uh, then you're not going to have that conversation. And also, you got to keep in mind, we just paid him $40 million a year. Uh, you can't just jump out of that, you know, after the first season super easily. So um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And I think, you know, with more context that comes down down the stretch of the season, we'll have a better understanding of that. But yeah, that, that's all I'd say regarding uh, Jones's situation. So we will head into what we normally do of breaking down each day of practice this week. We start out with quarterback Daniel Jones, who was cleared for contact on Monday. Uh, he was given clearance on Sunday morning, sets him up for a return against the Raiders, which we know that will uh, indeed happen at this point. Uh, Alex already talked about the appointment was Sunday for Jones. That's when it was scheduled. Uh, Dable didn't actually even learn about the results until after Sunday's game against the Jets. Uh, and the doctor told him uh, that he was out on Friday. And that's why the Giants made the ruling that's saying that he was uh, not going to play on Friday. Or, yeah, on Friday for, for Sunday's game against the Jets. When it comes to our other quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, he was discharged from the hospital, luckily, on Monday after being taken there on Sunday uh, for precautionary reasons due to the rib cage injury. Um, for now, Taylor is considered week to week. It's going to be a while, I think, until Tyrod Taylor returns as the Giants backup. He did, I think, stay in the hospital overnight, actually. I think we had that information messed up on the recap episode that we said he was going to stay there for the evening. He did stay there overnight. Now to another thing that happened on Monday that I touched on earlier. The Giants and the Seahawks completed a trade for defensive lineman Leonard Williams. In exchange for Leonard Williams, the Seahawks sent a 2024 second-round pick and a 2025 fifth-round selection to the Giants. Now we're going to talk about the money uh, part of, you know, the money side of this. Alex is a big guy uh, when it, you know, he's very into, uh, he's a big money guy when it comes to the NFL is what I meant. A big uh, wannabe GM here, Twitter GM. So I'll let Alex take over with the money stuff. I'll go through it and then he can break down it however he would like. Uh, the Giants are taking on most of the $10 million owed to Williams, sources told ESPN. The Seahawks will owe Williams about uh, $647,000 for the remainder of the season, which is the appropriated amount of the veteran minimum base salary of $1.165 million. Williams had $10 million remaining on his $18 million base salary for 2023, which the teams agreed to lower to the vet minimum as part of the trade. And the Giants paid Williams a balance in the form of a signing bonus. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but Alex, if you have anything you want to add on to that. All right. 
I mean, you basically discussed everything that there is to say. Um, oh gosh. I mean, what I, what I would say is that I giving some context to it, I guess, is the one thing I could say. Uh, you, you know, when you're looking at this trade, right? Say the Giants did not take on a lot of this money. You're probably looking at a third and a fifth or even a third and a sixth or something like that. Um, and the Giants were willing to spend credit to John Mara, uh, willing to spend. Obviously, it doesn't really matter at this point in the season uh, whether or not you you know, free up $10, $10 million or not uh, unless you're going to trade for another player, which the Giants weren't going to do. So uh, overall, it made sense to take on the money as long as your owner was willing to, uh, you know, write the check, I guess you can say. So I'm happy that they did do that, and it's a positive thing uh, shown from the Mara family. Do you have the spot track open right now? Do we know how much money this not. exactly opens up for the New York Giants heading into the offseason? Uh, so for next season here, I'm going to do this off my head. So I believe, so for this season, uh, it opens up, I want to say just around uh, a million-ish uh, in salary, which is basically what uh, he's getting paid with the veteran minimum salary at uh, in Seattle or what they're covering. And then I believe next season, uh, beside, I think only four million dead money will be there uh, of his contract left. Four million in dead cap. All right, so we'll uh, go on from there with, the trade of Leonard Williams. Again, a lot of Giants fans wanted to see Adore Jackson in that package as well. However, you know, in that package with Williams or a separate trade in general, however, that did not occur. Uh, and the Giants stick around with Adore Jackson for the rest of the season. They officially cut Gunner, uh, I'm not going to get it right, Gunner uh, Ozeski. Ozeski, as I like to say. <laughs> wide receiver um, slash the punt returner for the Giants last week. It's a procedural move, expected to be back in the practice squad and then probably elevated for Sunday's game. It opened a spot for the Giants to sign Tommy DeVito quarterback to the active roster as he will back up Daniel Jones on Sunday. That's big news there, especially since they didn't even have DeVito throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, you know, just in case Daniel Jones gets injured. If that's the same game plan again, it's guaranteed to be another loss. If you don't have your quarterback designed to throw a pass, then that's just what's going to happen. And the Giants also signed quarterback Stanley Thomas Oliver to the practice squad. He spent the last three seasons with the Carolina Panthers, much of it on injured reserve uh, or the practice squad. On Tuesday, there was only really one piece of news, and it was that the Giants officially ended up signing Tommy DeVito to the active roster, sign quarterback Matt Bartley, Matt Barkley to the practice squad, which is so funny because Barkley is familiar with this Brian Dable offense. Spent time with Dable in Buffalo. He knows the system. I believe he was with the team uh, as well during training camp. Why not elevate him, a veteran quarterback in this league, and continue to roll with Tommy DeVito, who we already know the Giants don't have trust uh, in or with him. They have trust with Barkley, you would assume, especially being a veteran quarterback, that maybe they would allow him to throw past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> they didn't do that with DeVito, and he's just coming out of college. I... I Learn behind Barkley, learn behind Jones for a longer amount of time before throwing Tommy DeVito in there. That just confuses me. I'll send it to Alex for Wednesdays and Thursdays um, practice reports. Yeah, only thing I could say about that is hopefully they're prepping him uh, for game action in case, you know, God forbid, uh, Daniel Jones does suffer an injury in this one and he has to step in. So hopefully they have him a little bit better prepared uh, going into the Raiders on Sunday. Uh, Wednesday, like you said, Josh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Uh, Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal have an opportunity to play per Brian Dable. Uh, Darren Waller with his hamstring injury didn't practice on Wednesday, uh, and they said he's going to see how it feels this week. 
Uh, we have some updated news on that that I'll touch on in a second. Uh, Brian Dable said there was no limitations on Daniel Jones and that he's a full go. Uh, Darren Waller was very frustrated uh, and a little bit discouraged that he's dealing with another hamstring injury, he said. Uh, he said it's likely going to be potentially weeks. Uh, the amount of weeks, he's not quite sure. Uh, so it seems very unlikely, uh, and he is officially not ruled out, uh, that he plays Sunday versus the Raiders, next week versus the Cowboys, and obviously going forward uh, is in question. According to Jordan Ronan, uh, Tommy DeVito will be the backup for the fourth straight week officially, like Josh mentioned, uh, and the Giants uh, signed Matt Barkley to the practice squad like he also mentioned. Uh, I don't know why I'm repeating that. Anyway, Thursday, uh, QB Tyrod Taylor uh, with his rib injury and Darren Waller uh, will be offici- were officially ruled out, according to Brian Dable. They didn't even, uh, he didn't rule out injured reserve for either as well. So something to keep in mind, both of those guys could potentially land on IR if the Giants are short on roster spots. Uh, the Giants also worked out some veteran kickers today with the Graham Gano injury. Uh, Robbie Gold, former 49er kicker. Mason Crosby, uh, former uh, Packer kicker. Randy Bullock, former Tennessee Titans kicker. Uh, and Matthew Wright, I want to also say he played for the Titans, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but it doesn't really matter because he was not the one who was chosen anyway. Uh, the Giants are going to roll with kicker Randy Bullock uh, to the practice squad. And if Graham Gano uh, is heading to the IR, which I believe just happened officially not too long ago. Uh, so he is heading to the IR, uh, uh, having that surgery on his left leg. Uh, and then Randy Bullock uh, will be most likely elevated permanently to the active roster would be my guess, assuming uh, you know he is the chosen kicker. Uh, Bullock played one game for the Giants in 2016 and missed a 47-yard field goal in 2022, which led to the Giants' improbable season opening win. So thanks, Randy, for that, but hopefully he doesn't do that for us. Uh, he's played in 138 games since 2013 and has made 83.4% of his kicks over his career. Just the bang average kicker. I uh, probably, you know, looking at those names, I would have really liked Robbie Gold. Uh, yes, not a guy who can hit from deep range as much, uh, but a very accurate kicker between, you know, the 25 to 40 yard field goal range. So uh, I feel like that would have been a better choice. But Randy Bullock, he's got a bigger leg, uh, a little bit less accurate. At least that's just kind of my perception on those guys. So interesting that they went with him. But, you know, obviously kicker is very important. Uh, one of the more underrated positions, I think, in terms of how people value them. So Hopefully he can come in and do a good job for us. Plans seem to change very quickly. Graham Cano said he was going to wait until the end of the season and then put himself on IR and get knee surgery. I think the Giants might have spoke to him separately and said, if you're hurting right now, we do not want to risk you going out there and trying to bang in more kicks for us. So he does not do that. He does indeed, you know, kind of retract his statement of saying, I'll see, you know, he wanted to stick it through. And I think that's a quality performer on and off the field. And, that just shows how much love he has for his job and, and this team. Um, the Giants, you know, went against that. He ends up, you know, taking, I guess, retracting his statement, and then he's going to get the knee surgery now. Uh, the one thing I have to correct you there, Alex, Matthew Wright did not spend time in the Titans. He was with a few teams in the past few years. The most amount of time he spent with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I just wanted to point that out there. Not anything crazy uh, with this Graham Gano talk. We're talking about the kicker position. Uh, however... When kickers don't do their job, it does become an important thing. We saw that last week. The The guy was injured. I mean, how much can you do? And the season for the Giants has, is already over, so don't get too crazy about it. Um, and and you, it shows how much love Gunnar actually has for this team that he was planning on playing injured uh, for the rest of the season. 
Alex, I'll send it back to you now for our injury reports. All right. Um, injury report for the Giants first. So very similar report uh, for both days. So I'm just going to read, you know, single, but this happened. This was the same case for both. So Tyrod Taylor with his rib injury did not practice either day. Darren Waller with the hamstring did not practice either day. Uh, Saquon Barkley with an ankle was limited both days. Graham Gano uh, with that left knee injury was limited both days. Evan Neal ankle limited both days. Wandell Robinson knee limited both days. Kayvon Thibodeau back limited both days. Andrew Thomas hamstring limited both days. Daniel Jones neck full participant both days. And Dexter Lawrence got a veteran rest day on Thursday. Now moving to the Raiders. Kicker Daniel Carlson with a groin injury was limited both days. Max Crosby uh, with a knee injury was limited both days. Uh, Divine Diablo uh, was did, did not participate either day. Nate Hobbs was limited both days with an ankle injury. Jacob Johnson and Luke Masterson Masterson uh, both had concussions. They did not practice either day. Uh, Thayer Munford Jr. Uh, with a neck injury did not practice either day. Robert Spilane, going to go with a hand injury, uh, did not practice on Wednesday, but was a limited participant on Thursday. And Brandon Bolden with a knee injury popped up on the injury report on Thursday with a limited practice. All right, before we get to our picks, our players to watch, our score predictions, let's take a quick break. We are back now, and we're here for our most exciting part of the show where we battle it out and talk about our NFL picks. I'm just kidding. That's not our favorite part. It's the one part, actually, that's not Giants on the Giants podcast. So if anything, it would be our least favorite part. But we do, we, we do enjoy this segment every single episode to see who did well, who did not do well. Can I overtake Alex has really been the goal so far this season for me. And it has once again not happened. However, we have positive records, which is a good thing. Uh, very bad or very good compared to last week, which was very bad. Both go 10 and 5 here. There are a few toss-ups that uh, we threw in the mix this week. Um, so hopefully it's a little bit different. And I want to try and take the lead. Right now, I, I haven't counted it up. I don't need to count it up because Alex won maybe like the first three or four weeks of the season. And then it's either been tied or Alex has won again. Uh, I haven't won a week yet this year, so that's a problem. We're going to have to see if I can fix that this week. Alex, I'll send it to you to start it off with Thursday Night Football, which happened in a couple hours, so nothing to do uh, with that. Uh, we, you know, we, we don't know the winner of that game already. And then we'll throw it to the 1 o'clock games, which we'll go through as well. All right, starting with Thursday Night Football, we got Titans-Steelers. Kind of an interesting matchup. Might be a boring game, might be a good game. Uh, Will Levis coming to stardom, I guess, now with his for, uh, first NFL victory last week. Uh, I got the Titans. Josh has the Steelers. Uh, we'll see what happens in that one. Sunday morning football in London. Dolphins-Chiefs. I got the Dolphins. Josh has the Chiefs. Uh, Falcons-Vikings starting on the 1 o'clock slate. I got the Falcons. Josh has the Vikings. Uh, Bears-Saints. We both have the Saints. Rams-Packers. We both have the Rams. Patriots-Commanders. We both have the Pats. Seahawks-Ravens. Uh, we both have the Ravens and Buccaneers Texans. I've got the Bucks. Josh has the Texans. And then Cardinals Browns. Uh, we both have the Browns quarterback change there for the Cardinals. Colts Panthers start the four o'clock window for us. We both have the Colts winning that game. An NFC East showdown between the Cowboys and the Eagles. We both have the Eagles winning that game. Sunday Night Football, the Battle of the Bees. Bills versus Bengals. It's actually DeMar Hamlin's first time heading back to Cincinnati since the cardiac arrest last season. 
um, he actually had a really good quote. He was saying something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, uh, I'm not fearing it. I'm not hiding from it. I'm going to go and I'm going to play my heart out. Uh, something along those lines, which is very inspiring stuff. Obviously, the story of Damar Hamlin is absolutely, uh, truly amazing. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch that. And I'm sure they'll be talking about him a lot on Sunday night. So, you know, get your Damar Hamlin name counter ready. Uh, you know, take a shot every time they they uh, they say his name. You're going to be pretty drunk by the end of the night. I'll tell you that much. We'll go to Monday night football, Chargers versus Jets. Chargers, we both have them winning this game. Um, sorry, Jet fans, but if you're barely beating us, I can't imagine you have a good time and an easy time beating the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's go to our players to watch now for this game, Giants versus Raiders. Are so all, all Whoa, I will start off with my players first. And it's the obvious pick for the New York Giants. It's going to be Daniel Jones. He's coming back out, and I was able to put my players in before Alex did. Uh, we have the rule of you can't, you know, put the same player. I didn't know if he was going to do it, but I was like, let me lock it up before he does if he was thinking about doing Jones. It's a crucial part of this team, the quarterback position. It's a crucial part of that. It's the most important position in the NFL, if not in all of sports. Um, you know, the QB documentary with all those quarterbacks talking, we'll say it was, it's the most important uh, position in all the sports. We talked about it earlier in this episode for a little bit. How does this game affect Daniel Jones's future with the Giants this season? How did the offensive line, you know, keep him from uh, getting pressured and getting sacked and hurting that neck even more? We'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm interested to see the Giants game plan as well. Will Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, let him scramble or will they have him kind of throw it away if it gets to that point? Uh, but Daniel Jones is my Giants player to watch, my Raiders player to watch. It fits pretty well. He's right across the O-line on the defensive line for the Raiders. Max Crosby, he's going to be the guy mainly going after Daniel Jones. Has six and a half sacks on the year and 10 tackles for loss. It's a pretty scary guy to be facing uh, on this Raiders defensive line coming off an injury and being out a few weeks. So Giants, Daniel Jones, Raiders, Max Crosby, my players to watch. All right, starting with the Raiders, Devontae Adams for me. Uh, we saw his livid reaction with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, missing him like three times in their last game on Monday Night Football, I believe it was. Uh, he's not happy. He didn't end up getting traded. And uh, now they got Aiden Mc, uh, O'Donnell. Aiden, oh, yeah, it's Aiden O'Donnell, right? Uh, I think that not McDonald's. Aiden O'Donnell. There you go. Um, and he's the new quarterback here. He played one game. Uh, I think that was one of Adam's better games this season, even though it still wasn't great. Uh, he's had is. a really... Yeah, sorry. No, it is O'Connell. I think you were saying O'Donnell or something. Oh, oh, it's O'Connell. Okay, Aiden yes. O'Connell. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how that works. Obviously, new coaching staff, new regime in Las Vegas. Which did we even touch on that yet? Antonio Pierce is now the coach of the Raiders. Isn't uh, that crazy? Yeah. Um, Pat Graham somehow got his still has his job. Um, and all the offensive staff got fired. It's like clean house. Antonio Pierce was chosen, and he had that fiery press conference. So I'm interested to see how that all goes for the Raiders. Uh, hopefully not well against us, but, you know, they probably will have a good day against us. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what Devontae Adams' re reaction is. Obviously such a pivotal player for that team. And then for the Giants, I had Graham Gano here originally uh, before he was set to go on IR um, and surgery or whatever it was because I think this is going to be a tight game, a low-scoring game, and Graham Gano has been kind of the make or break uh, for the Giants, uh, whether it's been in this one or in previous games. If he can make those kicks, the Giants are in it. And if he can't, 
then they end up losing. So same thing, but I'm going, I'm transitioning kickers now, just like the Giants are doing. Randy Bullock, uh, can he be consistent? He's straight off the couch. Can he be uh, a consistent kicker for us and hopefully uh, get points on the board for the struggling Giants offense? And that those are my players to watch right there. And then my score predictions, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm crazy, but I'm going with a 16-13 Giants win. I don't know how I came up with that, why I think that's going to happen. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but I'm going with the Giants win. I just, I, I feel it. I feel like we might get a win here. When all hope is lost, maybe the Giants pull through. But uh, it doesn't seem like you feel the same way. Well, Alex is looking, you know, at the Jets game, and he's like, let me pull something like that and, and put the 16-13 win in there. Alex, you talk about all this turnover, right? Especially in the middle of the season. Raiders head coach getting fired, offensive you know, assistants and uh, coaching staff getting fired. But that doesn't matter because the Raiders are still going to come, you know, they're going to be at home. They're going to win against our poor Giants team, 24-13. to Las Vegas Raiders victory, even with this Aiden O'Connell, I think he was former Purdue quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, um, in the... Yes, he was a former Purdue quarterback. I knew that. Uh, see, I know what I'm talking about. Big college football guy over here. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, I, when you're benching Jimmy G too, and the Giants lose this game, it's, it's honestly, I don't even know what to say, um, anymore, but Alex, any final thoughts, uh, heading into this game besides obviously that you think the Giants are going to win? I think it's going to be an interesting one. You usually always have the coach, like the new interim coach boost. So I think that's going to help the Raiders. Excuse me. Giants obviously get back Daniel Jones. The Leonard Williams trade, how is that going to impact minutes or uh, snaps, excuse me, on the defensive line? And uh, yeah, there, there's, a, I think, some interesting aspects to this one, a four o'clock window game as well. So all, all in all, I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see what happens here for the Giants. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Maybe not the most exciting game or high scoring game, but, uh, you know, wait and see. And I, I still have hope for some God, re- for, for some God forsaken reason. Who knows why? I, I think it's going to be another rough watch. I will tell you that from a perspective of let's watch a good quality football game. I, I think it's going to be maybe not as uh, tough as the Jets Giants watch because that was a really tough Jets Giants watch of, you know, a, a ton of punts like Graham Gano missed field goals and just Tommy DeVito not being able to throw past the line of scrimmage. Tyrod Taylor going down and Saquon Barkley only, you know, being the only piece on this Giants offense that was working, if you can even call working. Uh, the right word or use working the right way because it was just they they he had to work they were just handing it off to him every single time um, so I think it's going to be a low scoring affair like you said and I think it's going to be a uh, yeah a, a tough game to witness on both ends honestly with that being said we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the giant take podcast hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening on apple podcast spotify pandora all of those places um, socials Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, The Giant Take Pod, Alex on Twitter at Inorian23. I'm on Twitter at Joshola29. We thank you for listening. I'll send it to Alex. We're going to have our recap episode like normal. Um, you know, we'll record that Sunday night after the game and after we uh, get depressed and losing again. Or we'll be angry like I was last time and, and have another rant. That was fun. We'll see. Alex, take this one out. All right, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. Hope everyone has a great weekend and hopefully the Giants can pull out a win. We'll see you next time. Peace.